This is the Beers and Fears Podcast. Don't you play movies? Movies don't create cycles. What is going on, Horton Nation? I'm Tucker Miller. I'm Rowdy. And this is the Beers and Fears Podcast. How are you guys doing today? I hope you're doing well because we're doing fantastic. So, Rowdy, let's first talk drinks. Tucker's bitch, and he's drinking water from no. tea. No, wrong. Both both of those were wrong, Rowdy. Oh, wait, you're still drinking milk, ain't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm drinking some cry, iced milk. Some iced milk, man. Um, yeah, I was having some nasty heartburn type stuff, and so I'm drinking a big, tall glass of milk. It's nice. Rowdy, on the other hand, is drinking, um, Mr. German, I need your help, um, Polliner Munchen, uh, he's drinking a Polliner Original Munich Lager, um, they were established in 1634, and, uh, let's see what the back has to say, premium import from Munich. Very interesting. The secrets behind Polliner's excellent taste and unwavering quality are locally sourced ingredients and a tradition of craftsmanship that have been passed down and perfected by our dedicated brewmasters since 1634. Here in Munich, Polliner beer is not a mere product. It is a matter of the heart. Uh, brewed in accordance with the Bavarian purity law, only using water, malt, hops, and yeast. Brewed and bottled exclusively by Polliner Brewery Group, uh, GmbH, and Company KGAA, Munich, Germany. Government warnings everywhere. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah. It does have the Munich Beer Protected uh, Geographical Indication Stamp. Uh, this is... 4.9% alcohol by volume, and it's not even a 12-ounce beer. No. It's an 11.2. That's interesting. No, it's the bottle shape. Yeah, um, it's it's very interesting. It's like, it's got like a bit of a longer neck, yeah. maybe, and then their like shoulders are like lower down. I don't know. It's actually a pretty good beer. Um, We also drank... Uh, Kansas City Craft Brewers, um, their Black Wheat Lager, which, of course, this is a, a local beer. Anyone, it's actually, uh, yeah, well, yeah, it's anyone, a local beer. Anyone who's not in the uh, local area is going to, like, really be able to get this, but it's a very interesting beer. Uh I actually like this like company because mm-hmm. it's not a specific brewery. Yeah, it, it's a collection. Yeah, uh, it says Kansas City Craft Brewers is a collection of KC area beer professionals assembled to make a great beer and have it widely available in the Kansas City market area. Local beer by local folks for local folks. 
Um, Kansas City Craft Brewers Black Wheat Lager. Grain, two-row pale, wheat, Munich, and black malt. Uh, their flavor hops are Nugget and Willamette. And then their finishing hops is Centennial. And then it gives you a little bit of hop information. The first hop edition was at one hour boil. Second was at the 20 minute mark of the boil. And then one late hop edition to finish. It's got an international bittering unit of three. And it's 5.4 alcohol by volume. And uh, that's basically all the information. It says not owned by Belgians yet. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. But uh, yeah, those are basically the the drinks. Yeah, there's another one by. Yeah, but it was gross. Brian <laughs> Sons Brewing Company, Paleta de Mango, which is a mango chili beer with lime. It wasn't terrible. I don't think it was. It made Tucker gag. Yeah, which was fucking hilarious. But uh, yeah, I mean it's pretty decent. Um, the the chili powder flavor that I got on the back end was not fun, like and it wasn't like it wasn't like, oh spicy like it's it's not like that at all. It was just like it gave me this terrible terrible flavor on the end, and it yeah like Rowdy said, and I wasn't being dramatic. <laughs> I was speaking and I gagged in the middle of my sentence. Yeah, it was it was, it was pretty great, uh, but. Yeah, it's just a beer that has mango and chili, pretty much. Yeah, it, it's fresh lime. Personally, I think it's not very good at all. I don't know if I want to taste more from this company. Yes, definitely. This one, no. you can. You I think can... this company, like I said, I didn't mind it. Is yeah. it something I'm going to go out and drink like five of them? No. But it did. This was the first beer I've had from this. You company, can tell so. it's definitely a skilled brew. Like it tastes. I'm assuming it tastes exactly what they were aiming for. I got a funky taste, but like my taste buds are funky anyway. Um, but you can tell it's a skilled brew. Yes. Um. What you know? Those dudes aren't playing around, man. Like if you're into like a mango chili lime beer. It's going to be right up your alley. I'm not about it. Rowdy picked it out. I was like, that's disgusting. Why are you wasting your money? And then he was like, we got to try it. And then congratulations, Rowdy. You wasted your money. I mean, not Why you drank you all of them. <laughs> but, uh. Yep, and then I have a Hefeweizen for after the break. Yeah, I also believe that they're from... Uh, they're from yeah, Fort Worth. Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah. So this is another America beer. Rar and Sons Brewing Company. We're uh, just assuming that's how you pronounce the first word. Yeah, it's R-A-H-R. Um, Rar. Um, I'm definitely hoping to see more from that company. Yeah, I, I want to see if they have any normal loggers or anything. If they yeah, do, I'm definitely going to, yeah, if they do, I'll definitely buy some so I can, you know, see what see what they're about. Yeah, they're definitely doing some unique shit. So, um, I think that wraps up drinks. 
and uh, today we're going to dive in to the film of the week. And this Ooh, week's film, this week's film was provided generously by Rowdy. He got tired of trying to find my copy, which I'm pretty sure it was one of the copies that got stolen. Probably, so, and it's one I've been wanting to do for a while. So Rowdy just went ahead and went to the local local vintage stock and bought it. Yeah, bought a couple six dollars. Bought Hook, hell yeah, because the girlfriend wanted to see it and has never seen it. So Be- because. Because pepperonis for Robin Williams. Yes. Pepperonis, my friend. Um, yeah, Sinister. Yes. Uh, such a fantastic movie. Mindfuck. Um, as long as you cut the movie short by about 10 seconds. Yeah. It's a fantastic movie. Yeah. And it's not... A weird cut anywhere. They could have easily... I know, they could have just ended it. Just left that last... That last, like, six frames off the film. And it would have been a perfect movie. But we'll get into that. Now it's time for some movie trivia. Uh, The movie was directed by Scott Derrickson. It was produced by Jason Bloom and Brian Cavanaugh-Jones. Shit, I smacked my mic. Uh, yeah, and uh, I guess the writer, well, the director also helped write. Yes. Uh, he got it from watching The Ring. And then had a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Which I can dig that. Hey, it came with... If it came from a nightmare and this is the movie you got out of it, fuck yeah, dude. Dude, you have, have more some some no, more nightmares. No, fuck that, dude. That guy's gonna end up dying in his nightmares. <laughs> this should have given him a fucking heart attack. Um, the movie stars Ethan Hawke, Juliet Rylance, Fred Thompson, James R- Ransone, Claire Foley, and Michael Hall D'Adrio. Um. So the the movie came out in 2012. Yeah, it was released in the United States in October 12th of 2012. The running time is a long as fuck 109 minutes. It's so fucking long. That does not mean an hour and 9 minutes for those of you who mm, rowdy. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, they started out with a budget of $3 million and box office hit $87.7 million. Holy shit. Yeah. It only took him about a year to uh, re- uh, start pre-production and, or not pre-production, but principal photography. Yeah. And wrap up and release the movie, so. Oh, my God. Dude, listen to this. Um, Sinister received positive reviews praising the acting, direction, music, cinematography, and atmosphere, but received some criticism for its use of jump scares and horror cliches. That's exactly the way I feel. And we'll get into that in a minute. It. Mm, it fucking pisses me off because, like, 
Mm. Fucked up. They fucked up big with that. Uh, yeah, so basically it's a... I'm, I'm, we're not going to do any spoiler alerts because if you haven't seen this movie already... Yeah. You're dumb. Um, basically it's this horror, or not horror, but a uh, crime author... Mm-hmm. Who moves his family into this house where four people were hanged from a tree in their backyard. And the daughter, like the youngest daughter, disappeared. Yeah. And so he's writing about that. Sheriffs try to uh, basically run him off. Mm-hmm. He stays, gets help from one of the deputies, and they start linking all these other uh, deaths together mm-hmm. after he finds a box in the attic with a movie projector. Mm-hmm. And some Super 8 films. Yes, which are all labeled like hanging hanging with the family, which yeah, is the pool, one. Pool party. Yeah, pool party, barbecue. Uh, which the, the titles are... Uh, euphemisms for the the way the people died, and um, yeah, so they start linking all these deaths, and then a bunch of spooky shit starts fucking happening in the house. Yes, and so, Rowdy, <laughs> did you happen to keep a kill count on this one? No, there's a lot. <laughs> I, I honestly didn't because it's. Yeah, there's a lot of deaths in yeah, this movie, it's all, but it's not. It's all like before those technically movie before the film. Yeah, because I technically, if you want to get with actual kills, there were eight, eleven, fourteen, seventeen, I believe, mm-hmm. and then like two more or something like. Something like that. There, roughly twenty. There's roughly, a, there's a uh, lot of dead people, and so like everything. Dead people that actually, like, happened when this movie was going on. Yeah. Three. Yeah. So. And they happen off camera. Um, yes. And so basically, dude, I'm not gonna lie, the Super Eight films are basically snuff films. Oh yeah, that's exactly uh, that is exactly what they are. Yeah. Um they're uh Yeah, and the movie fucking opens up. up on the first one. So Yeah. Like literally. That yeah, it's the first, first frame thing yeah. is is the, the super eight four people literally getting hanged. Mm-hmm. And uh in a fucked up way too. And uh and then it cuts into them moving. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, the the movie. Oh man. There's the bit. cinematography of this movie, is so good. It's yes, it so is. fucking good. They use secondary cameras in so many fucking different ways that it's amazing. Like they do, projector footage, Skype calls. Um, like, um, computer monitors, like, and all of it is like, um, 
it, it doesn't always fill frame. Like it doesn't fill the frame, so yeah. there's always like the ambient, yeah, which footage as well. And so watching like, this in the dark will freak you out because you're expecting a jump scare or something or something to move off screen, yeah, or like in the peripheral. And it almost never does. Yeah. And so like, I think what it wasn't even a static or it was like a static shot, shot mm-hmm. of. Uh, main character and his wife talking and he's like laying across the bed mm-hmm. and he lifts his foot and dude, it about scared like it oh, like kind of spooked me tucker for yeah. a second and he's like oh wait it's a fucking foot i was like oh he's kicking his fucking foot i was like because like when i watch horror movies i don't watch the characters like the first time i'm watching it which is fucked up because i'm like i should be paying attention to these people who put all this time into acting and stuff but, like, I watch it around them. And, like, they become, like, my peripheral point. And then, like, I'm, I'm like, watching the corners of the frame and, like, the background and stuff. Because I'm, like, I think I'm going to... the strangers gonna, started that issue yeah, with you. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see all the background shit. Yeah, just see somebody hop into well, a and room now, nowadays, and then hop back out. Well, nowadays, it's such a fucking cliche. Yeah. That there's always someone in the background you know and which actually happens in this movie yeah um, but it happens tastefully and they're, they're like fully within frame the whole time like it's not like you know just whoosh you saw a shadow yeah. it's just like here we are <laughs> yeah um this damn it this movie though on like Overall, did really good, mm-hmm. but just like the critics say, they overuse the jump scare aspect. Yeah, they used the exact same jump scare twice. The like, only difference was exactly it came from a different same. side of the screen. Yeah, literally the it's same. The exact same jump scare, and the last one, like the first one, I'll excuse. Like every every horror movie gets one jump scare. That's your freebie. But this one has like five or six. Well, but well, there's one, only two one that, that are one the that issues. one that I consider just a total. It's jump scare for jump scare's sake. All the other ones are like they're acceptable jump scares. Yes, these were like cheap jump scares. Yeah, the the two that use the same trope, same image. Well, literally, it's it's the. It's the antagonist. Yep. Literally leans into frame super fast. Yep. As if like leaning around somebody's shoulder. Peekaboo. Yeah, yeah. And it's oh my god. Like, have you seen have you seen those those uh those videos on the internet where like it's like a nice little scene and you're watching the video and then, the and then at pops the very up. end yeah and and like the the person wearing the mask like jumps into frame and they're like ah, yep that's, that's exactly, exactly what, what this is, is. Yep. i'm like you guys saw one of those stupid ass internet videos and was like oh we're gonna fucking get them with a three million dollar movie well I, I honestly at the time this movie came out though or was like yeah made, there weren't a lot of movies that were using jump scares all that often anymore oh well, see that's what i'm saying like they're then, like yeah 
it's like 2012. That's like height of like internet stupidity. Yeah, uh, in I that in that time, there was that peak. In 2012. Yeah, it feels exactly. Like a lot newer than that. Um, but I think with that, we're gonna go to break real quick and yeah. then come back and talk about all the other the shit, home movies, <laughs> deaths, and what we thought about the film. Yeah. So we will be right back. And we are back. All right. So, um, the fucking. Home movies. Yeah. For one. Mm-hmm. Home movies are creepy as shit anyway. Oh my god, they're so uh, fucking creepy. Especially ones on old, like, celluloid fucking film. Yeah. And then this movie just makes them ten times more creepy. Yeah. Let's see. The first one you see, right off the bat. Family hung. Hanged. Yeah. By their necks from the tree in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Which is really fucked up because it's like a pole saw mm-hmm. that you see cutting a branch that all the ropes are tied to. So when the branch falls, it lifts them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on in the film, you kind of get extra footage of that. Yeah. And see that it was the youngest daughter who's disappeared. And then she like does the whole shushing motion with her hand and then just disappears. Yeah. Uh, the second one that you see is um, the barbecue, right? No, the pool party. The uh, pool party, yes. Yeah. And uh, pool party starts out with a family. You know, they're just having a good old time in, in the, <clears throat> the home pool. And when um, then it hard cuts to nighttime and each of the family members is strapped to a pool chair with a cement block tied to the bottom of it and a rope reaching across the pool and you just see one by one yeah one by one get yanked into the pool that they're um and you see like their feet wriggling and stuff and uh that's the first scene that you see bagul uh yes but Uh, that is after yeah you see a couple more yeah, and, uh, uh, yeah, that motherfucker's creepy. Yes, he is. Um, and Bagul is the, uh, demon, I mm-hmm. guess, that he is the eater of children. Yeah, he's super fucking creepy. Uh, he's like a pagan. Dress is classy as fuck, though. Yes, he does. <laughs> That's a one dapper son of a bitch. <laughs> when he's in the pool, though. He looks like uh, Jim Root from Slipknot. <laughs> like the Jester yeah. mask. Um, the next one is... And all of all of these home movies, towards the end of the movie, you get a little extra bit. Yeah. And it all shows all the kids mm-hmm. doing the exact same thing. Like shushing the camera and then just disappearing. Yeah. After that, you get barbecue, mm-hmm. which is a family hanging out, right? I'm trying to think what happened in the beginning of the barbecue. I don't think they showed. I think it just maybe, yeah, maybe cut right. straight to the garage. Oh, so there's this car that has fucking log chains all around it, mm-hmm. so the doors yeah. can't be opened or anything. Um, 
and there's three people inside tied up and taped like mouths mouths taped shut mm-hmm. hard cuts to the front of the car and a torch is thrown into the car yeah it's like kind of like a molotov cocktail or some shit yeah and so they burn mm-hmm. and in that one on second look you get uh what's his name bagul symbol well you get bagul symbol Mm-hmm. And when he goes back and looks at it, at it again, Bugula is, like, watching from the window. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, once again, Kid shushes the camera and disappears. Mm-hmm. After that, there is a family that gets their throat slit. Yeah, and that one, that one was titled Sleepy Time. Yes. Because they were all, like, in bed. duct taped to their beds and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think the last one... Yard work. Is yard work and this little... This is one that has a really good jump scare. One that I'm like, now that's how jump scares are supposed to be used. It got me and Tucker both. Dude, we, like, shot back a few inches. Uh, And... Yeah. That one got me good. Yeah. Well, like, well, I'm like son of a bitch. What's fucked up is we've seen this movie like ten times a piece, and we both knew exactly where it was. Yeah, and we both jumped. Um, so, bravo to them for making that good of a yeah. jump scare. Um, yeah, fucking takes a lawnmower, and it's like pitch black with a fucking flashlight, just basically only showing the lawnmower. And right in front of it, and it, you just see it like being pushed, going fairly into the grass, quickly, fairly quickly, and then boom, fucking body. Yeah, just like, like super quick. Up. Yep. And just bam, and uh, that one, that one, that one got me really good. <laughs> the only, I guess there's not too many jump scares, but the ones that they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only other one that I think it was really well done. Granted, you can see it coming, is when he's looking at the picture, because he, pr- he prints pictures off, mm-hmm. and every video he watched, he found the ghoul. Mm-hmm. He printed a picture off, and he was looking out into the yard, because it was the one from that house. Oh, yeah, that one's good. And he's w- looking at the picture, and then he drops the picture, and the ghoul's like standing exactly in the same spot. Yeah, exact like exactly where he was in the picture, but in the yard, like just directly behind his image, and um, yeah, and it was a pretty good effect. Yeah, it was pretty and, cool. And it's not a major jump scare, by no means. No, but you're just like, oh shit. No, it it was a nice touch though. Um. Other than that, this movie fucking drags the fuck on. Uh, yeah, it's for like super, the first hour and a half. Super long. Um, um, good movie though. The I music, like the music in this movie is super fucked up. Like it's really good. Like it's fucked up in a good way because, for one, a lot of the time it's just like ambient music. Yes. But then when the home videos kick on, it's like super fucked up music. It's like super happy, and then it changes. Yeah, to like this like distorted missing pieces versions of the songs that are playing. And um 
it really, really unsettles you. Yes, it does exactly what it's meant to do. Yeah. Um, and same with even not just the music. There's parts of it that uh, you get like a vinyl, like needle on vinyl, yeah, like poppy, just like scratchy. a lot of the, like sound effects and stuff. Like what you would what you would expect on an old camcorder or mm-hmm. vinyl. You get that old, like, scratchy white noise. Yeah. And the sound, the constant sound of the projector rolling, where it's yeah. like, yep, yeah. Um, special effects. There weren't really too many that you had to worry about. No, most of it was just practical effects. Practical effects, and I mean, even then, I'm, it wasn't a lot of. I'm not gonna lie. I'm surprised this movie had a three million dollar budget. I am too, but like just because like it feels minimalist, but like in a good like like I said like in a good way, <coughs> if it, it feels minimalist, like you're just like, yeah. damn they, it, it like it feels like they totally could have been like a bare bones budget kind of thing, and you're just like. It feels like whatever they did, they did it right kind of thing. Yes. Uh, I think some of their budget, obviously quite a bit of their budget went into who the actors and yeah, stuff like, like that. Ethan so, Hawk. Yeah. Um, even the practical effects, there weren't too many. Mm-mm. I mean, no, as far as like... It was just like a mask. Yeah, you have a mask. And then like... And then... Injury effects... You have like one or two injury effects. Two, uh. And then some pyrotechnics. Two slit throats. And pyrotechnics. So, I mean. I mean, and I'm sure the projections were like practical effects or special effects. Like to, to make them visible on camera and stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. But. So, I mean. There's that, but... But overall, there isn't really much to critique on it, just no. because... The small what, amount they did, they did they did well. Yeah, they yeah. had a down pat. I mean, obviously, it was yeah. people that you could tell knew what the fuck they were doing. Uh, Bagul's face could have been a little bit better, but I mean... Uh, he's one of a kind, so I can't really be like, oh, that was a shitty version of Bagul. So. See, I wouldn't... I don't have a problem with it. My only problem comes on that very last jump scare. Literally, oh God, that yeah. last jump scare is the last thing you see in the yeah. movie. It cuts to, straight to black screen after that. Yeah. For whatever reason, that jump scare is mm-hmm. well lit. Oh, it's so well lit. So you see flaws in the mask. The others, though, it's either distorted because it's underwater. Or it's in dim Pixelated light. because it's a fuzzy... like capture off of a shitty recording or it's just in super dim light Mm -hmm. i think that mask looks fucking terrifying yeah nine times out of ten it looks it's just that last one when it's well lit yeah don't have the dark to hide yeah but you know personally a good mask is good in all conditions yes and no but i I I get what you mean but 
when granted like they 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 didn't need the thing to be high end when it's lit so that's just unnecessary expense so i get it but um overall what did you uh think about this movie though um well i thought it was pretty pretty good like i said if if you could cut the final frames the final like six to ten frames movie would be fantastic out of ten non-shitty jump scares um i'm gonna say a six i think that's fair that jump scare really fucks the end of the movie up like the, the very first time i saw this like i was like oh yeah 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 that's really good and then it goes that last scene i'm like oh my god that's crazy they're like full circle kind of thing and then jump scare and i was like oh my god of course it got me well, and then naturally. i was like what the fuck was that bullshit right i was like what is this fucking internet memes I was like, get that shit out of here, dude. Uh, and I was like, oh, man, yeah, that was really fucking dumb. Now I hate that movie. Yeah. I I mean, it does lower it a little bit I mean, in I my view. I, clearly, with a six, I do not hate the movie. but Right. I, but it it like, lowers uh, my view of the movie a little bit, but not nearly that bad. I think overall, I would say about a seven. My main issue with this movie... Yeah, that jump scare is fucking stupid, but this movie is yeah. so fucking lo- unnecessarily long. Yeah, there's a lot of shots they could have they could have just like trimmed a minute here, taken thirty seconds there, and at least cleaned up like five to ten minutes. Yeah, easily. Like, uh, there's, there's some scenes that don't need to happen. There's uh, some scenes that are about three times as long as they need to be. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, I think about a seven. Mm-hmm. I personally, I know you don't much care for the second one, right? Uh, from what I remember, is like it was just okay. I I think I like the second one better. Yeah. Just because I, if I remember correctly, I think it's more intense. But overall, this one's still I, I'd say seven. Yeah. Uh, not, not, fucking amazing, but above average yeah but it's definitely punching up yeah it, it's punching up mm-hmm. so. yeah see and that's another thing that drags it back for me this movie is fucking long now granted like when you're just watching the movie for like the first time it feels a little bit longer than a regular movie but it's not bad but when you're just like sitting there waiting for the movie to end yeah i was definitely getting to that point towards the end or you're like, just like, this. come on. Like in the last few scenes, I'm like, come on, just keep moving. The fucking hall is way too goddamn long. Just keep fucking walking. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I'm fucking arguing with the TV. Like, get the fuck on with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, go. We've seen this before. <laughs> get to the shitty jump scare. Come on, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. I don't know. This, I mean. I was excited to do this movie, but a movie for a podcast, this one kind of blows. Yeah, it's, kinda really it's just kind of like, 
go through. Middle of the, you know. Uh, and it's hard to, like, do psychological, paranormal-type horror movies. Yeah. So. Dude, and I'll tell you what. This movie is so goddamn creepy. Like, if you want to do a paranormal movie, this is how you fucking do it. Yeah. This movie, like... Oh my god! Yeah, if it's you, unsettling. If if you're one of those, like ones... I feel dirty after watching it. Like <laughs> yeah, for I need real. To go take a shower. Like I'm uh, like I'm like, ugh. like if, I feel disgusted. It, yeah, if you're one of those type of people that likes to be just put off. Yeah. Or likes to watch horror movies alone. Oh God! Please don't. Watch you're this cry. one because this one literally. It just, it's fucking creepy. It makes you think, like, it's almost like The Strangers in my book in that aspect. Like, I don't want to watch this movie alone. No, 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 no. Done it before, I did not enjoy it. I was like, oh, I I really want to watch Sinister. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll just do it by myself. Fucking mistake, dude. Yeah, I've done that I with had strangers. trouble sleeping that I, night. I did that with the strangers once at like two o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Fully lit house, yeah. and I was like, "Nope, yeah. not happening." Yeah, not about it. Got about ten minutes into the movie, and I was like, "This is a stupid fucking idea," and shut it off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, this movie I do not, I do not recommend watching by yourself for the first time. Yeah. Um, Same with the strangers. Um, this movie is legitimately anytime. like off-putting. And in a in a way, you would want a horror movie to be off-putting. Not oh like, yes, not well, like not like the movie has body odor or something, but um, yeah, it's it's just like like you're just like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, why am I watching this? Yeah. And the the bad guy, it's a it's a pretty good um, idea. Like it it to me at least, it feels pretty uh, organic, very organic. Yeah, and my, it seems pretty taste. original. Granted, he says it came from him having a ring nightmare, but like he doesn't really just like phase in and out of like TVs and stuff. So like, you it's get, not like he ripped that off. It's like he was like TV and bad guy. And that was all that he, like, put together. I mean, yes and no. Yeah. He does, uh, he does, like, the lore behind him that mm-hmm. they give is anybody who sees his picture, blah, 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 like, he can pull them into the picture. and Yeah. And, like, his pic- paintings that have him or pictures that have him in it are portals, mm-hmm. yada, yada. And... You only see that happen once, really. Yeah. Other than the kids disappearing. Which you find at the very end of the movie is that happening. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's much else to talk about. No, not than, really, other dude. Other than the typical plugs. Yeah. Uh, if you guys feel differently about Sinister, maybe you're not scaredy pants like we are. You could always go and prove it. On Facebook with a follow and a like. 
at the Beers and Fears official page. Which is Beers and Fears podcast. And if you scroll down just a little bit, you can get to our community page. It's where all you guys can get together, post ink memes, talk about the show, and anything else horror-related. Make sure you guys answer the two questions, get in, or you will not be uh, accepted. And make sure you are following the official page. Yes. Very important. Yes, we are still doing the giveaway. Yeah. We've been slowly, slowly gaining more likes and follows. So Your likes help. Yes. They help you help yourself. Uh, if you're not really doing the Facebook thing anymore, like some people aren't, down in the show notes, if you want to get a hold of us, hold of us we, there's a link to voice messaging, mm-hmm. which is a fucking awesome thing. You can send us a voice message. We can respond to you mm-hmm. via voice message. Yeah. We can even... Uh, take those voice messages you send us and throw them onto an episode if we wanted to. Yeah. Uh, it'd be fun to be able to do like a Q and a. Oh, for sure. Do it that way. Um, of course, if you want us or allow us to put that on our episode. Yeah. Um, also down in the show notes though, is a thing called listener support, mm-hmm. which is a great way to help us out, help you out. Um, with listener support, donation based, obviously, yeah, uh, helps us upgrade equipment, be able to give more time mm-hmm. into these things, yeah, and uh, hell, uh, we're still looking, wanting to do live podcasts, yeah. It, uh, listener support definitely is a good way to help us expand what beers and fears can do for the community. Yes. Um, and and the time we can a lot to yeah for sure but if you can't give money you can always go to your favorite podcatcher and leave leave us a five star rating and leave us a nice tasty review it has to be five stars though yes five stars or nothing five stars are fucking gold mm-hmm. it's gold to all the uh, big podcatchers. Yeah, they more they five stars. The more five star ratings we have, the higher we go up in like the search results. Yeah, like search relevancy and stuff like yes. that, so that people can find us easier, and you guys can have more friends to chat with in the community. Uh, let's see. If you want to uh, kind of see shit that goes on behind the scenes, there's always our Instagram, which is at yeah. Beers and Fears Podcast. Uh, uploaded a picture of couple of the beers we were drinking today mm-hmm. um if you don't really fuck with the instagram you can always hop onto the twitter which is i think at beers and fears as well yeah beers and fears podcast yeah one of those two you'll find it uh yeah ghost emoji and a beer mm-hmm. right yep. yeah uh yeah really we're always simple. on there if you don't want to do either of those you don't fuck with facebook you can always hit us up on our uh, email Mm-hmm. The old fashioned way at beers and fears podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is our business page, so we will always be checking that. Yeah. Uh, and last but not least, if you want exclusive horror merch, whether it be masks, vinyl pop figures, uh, different props, posters, t shirts, 
everything. Mm-hmm. Good shit. You go on over to horrormerchstore.com. Question mark REF equals 113. That is our affiliate link. Anything you buy there directly helps us. We get a slight kickback on stuff you were going to buy anyway. That's horrormerchstore.com. Question mark REF equals 113. That is H-O-R-R-O-R-M-E-R-C-H-S-T-O-R-E dot com question mark R-E-F equals 113. Use that link and you can get some cool ass fucking shit. Yeah. Uh, always have an exclusive shit. Yeah. So uh, I think it's every month they change it out. I, I think it fluctuates Yeah, because there's a couple times where they changed it after a week or two yeah uh, but yeah they're always having a rotating uh collection mm-hmm. of exclusive items yeah be, and if uh, you're uh if you're super into it those funko pops they get exclusives of those that are quite rare because you can only get them on your, their website yes like uh color clowns from outer space yeah uh, or some exclusive exorcist variants exorcist night of the living dead i believe mm-hmm. was an exclusive a couple months ago yeah halloween they are always getting exclusive shirts for yeah but yeah so go hit us up or go hit them up using our affiliate link they'll be appreciative we yeah. will be as well yeah but, it'd be uh, super cool if you guys did that I, I believe that is all for today yep there's not much else I've been Tucker. I've been Rowdy. And this has been the Beers and Fears podcast. Catch you next week.